0: Hello and welcome to Wednesday Wanderings. These are shorter weekly episodes where I talk about lifestyle, business, and philosophy in my work as a bushcraft instructor, forest school leader, and conservationist. If you're interested in finding out more about how to earn a living and what the lifestyle of a woodland leader is then stay tuned and we'll dive right into this week's episode. So I have been on many many different bushcraft courses over the last half a decade and they have been very different uh, in fact, I just got back from a week long course with Frontier Bushcraft. I did the intermediate course last week and it was quite experience. It was hard work but fantastic experience. Learned quite a bit. Absolutely brilliant instructors, so professional, everything. And yeah, had a good, had a good fun. Worked hard consolidated my skills, have a better idea of where I am now and what I need to do to develop my skills further and I'm quite comfortable with my skills. But it's the course that I did there is very different from some of the other courses I've done before and some of those courses are different from each other. It's because my mind bushcraft is a very very broad term so when you talk about bushcraft it can mean a myriad of different things bushcraft in a way at the moment encompasses foraging so if you go out into your local woods gather stuff bring it back at home and cook it a lot of people would call that bushcraft go at the other end of the spectrum going on an expedition where you're reliant on those skills, where you're using them, in many cases, to survive and thrive in the wilderness, which is what Frontier Bushcraft was, did absolutely brilliantly in that course. It, I definitely feel prepared for expedition-style travel. There have been other courses and other bushcraft. I mean, spoon carving fits within bushcraft basketry, but it tends to be very different people that engage in each of these, or there'll be someone who specialises in a certain thing. There are people who love spoon carving, they love basket making, they love natural crafts, but wouldn't want to spend the night in a shelter uh, with only a fire to keep them warm. And that's fair enough, that's fine. There's also a certain group of people that aren't as interested in going places, but more interested in the research aspect of it. So learning the skills and discover, rediscovering old techniques, say ancestral skills like flint knapping. I mean that's not immediately relevant for an expedition. It's a little difficult to fit into everyday life. but you'd start developing a kinship with the people of the past and that has value as well. Then you have the people who engage in bushcraft for mental health. They'll pack up all of their gear, camp chair, hammock, table, cast iron parts and everything else and head into the woods for a weekend and just sit around the fire, maybe carve a little bit, but mostly just chat and chill and relax that's also bushcraft. So as you can see it becomes rather difficult to define it because all of the courses I've been on, they might have elements, different elements of this, but they all listed themselves as a bushcraft course. But bushcraft can mean different things to different people, different skill sets. And, and that's okay. That's okay, it just means that as a provider, you sometimes need to think about who your market within bushcraft is now. If you're providing courses, you'll think, okay, what sort of bushcraft are the people that are coming on my course wanting to engage in? If all they want to do is have enough skills to have a comfortable uh, weekend in the woods with their family they don't really know how, need to know how to butcher a rabbit with nothing but clean tools, or how to make a bark basket. I mean, I'd argue it would enhance their experience, but it's not a necessity. So it's just, just my my thoughts have been kind of swirling around this, like, what is bushcraft? What is it for? we already kind of answered that it does, kind of has some elements of mental health. It is also about survival if you're out. I'd say if you're planning on a big expedition in remote regions, you probably should have a decent knowledge of the survival side of bushcraft. Or at least be able to lighten your load through techniques and so on. And as I said, can recommend Frontier for that. There's... I think at a core bushcraft comes down to using the natural resources purposefully in a more traditional way so not say just strip mining it for resources but rather engaging it on an individual level so taking a natural resource, shaping it or or just being out in nature and being a part of it, eating from the land, these are all, I think, components of bushcraft and comes down to, again, that use of the land purposefully and well. But yes, as I said, it's, it's, you, you need to be thinking about, I think as a provider, what what you want to get out of it and also on your personal journey like what is your end goal for the skills? Why do you want to learn the skills you're learning? Is it to enjoy yourself? Is it just to gain more out in the woods? I mean if I come out to my local woods here I was just gathering some fireweed which I'll be trying to ferment into a tea I've also gathered some um, Thistle seed heads because they'll be great for fire lighting through the next year. For me, I love the amount of engagement that learning the skills and learning the plants and everything else. Everything here has use, has a purpose for me. I can use my skills to to make what would just be a regular walk into something more. You could also be wanting to do expedition and you need to have those skills you could be wanting to make beautiful handcrafts but you don't want to rely on plastic and metal that's been imported at great financial and human cost from across the world you may be wanting to root yourself more and gather the materials you then use and feel a sense of purpose of that. You might be exploring natural resources, trying to rediscover where you come from, like feeling a sense of inheritance of skills, making sure that skills aren't lost and that we regain this old connection. That's another valid reason. In fact, these are all valid reasons and your personal reasons for engaging in bushcraft could be any one of those or none of those, and that's okay. You make it your way and part of that is that you then have to be accepting of the way other people engage with it. As long as they are not acting, as long as they are not violating the golden rule, which is don't harm others and don't destroy the environment. I'd say it's a fair game to engage with it the way you want to engage with it. Just yeah, as I said, don't don't force it on anyone else. Everyone is an individual in this great spaceship Earth, and should have a right to look at things differently. So there you go. I think I'll I'll wrap that thought process on before I go into another rambling tangent. I'd, I'd be interested to know your thoughts. Why, what makes you, what brings you to Bushcraft? What makes you want to learn the skills you learn? Is it for that sense of accomplishment or is it towards a greater goal? Let me know. Drop me a line. If, if you're listening to this on YouTube, there's a comment box right below. Love to hear from you. If you are listening to the podcast version then just drop me an email. It's info at brackenoutdoors.com. I'd love to hear from you either way. with that, I'll see you in the next video. Remember, make the most of every day.